0: Thank you for joining Life Builders Church in Ring We pray that this message encourages and inspires you. All right, we're going to talk today, oddly enough, about Jesus' mistaken identity. Have you ever played Guess Who? Who here's has played Guess Who? Yeah, ever played the board game, you try and guess who it is? Who's played I think I know you, but I can't remember your name across a room at someone? Yeah, yeah, everyone's done that. That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Mostly people forget me, but, you know, that's pretty forgettable. <laughs> But, you know, it's quite interesting. My dad's here, and I often get mistaken for my dad all the time. People, people will go, hi, Alan, how are you going? I'm like, yes, he does look this good. It's all good. But to my wife's deep and unabiding dismay, I am yet to be mistaken for Brad Pitt, Henry Cavill, The Rock, Chris Hemsworth. I can't even remember who else. If you're Cary Grant, if you're a bit older, Laurie, it's Olivier. No, no one have never been mistaken for any of those people um, or, you know, some muscle being in on Schwarzenegger. Never happened. But it's interesting. If you think about Jesus, Jesus was often mistaken, wasn't he? Jesus never hid who he was, ever. But he is often mistaken in his identity, even if we have a look here with King Herod. Uh, King Herod heard of Jesus, that Jesus' name had become known. Some said he was John the Baptist raised from the dead. And that's why there are these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said he is Elijah, and others said he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. When Herod heard of it, he said, he is John who I'm beheaded and has been raised. So even in that day, people didn't really understand who Jesus was. Nowadays, I'm finding more and more people don't even know the name Jesus. Even the swear word Jesus is disappearing from the vernacular now. Every mention of his name is slowly being eradicated in the world around us. And when you go to people and say, "Have you heard of Jesus?" the most common question I get is, "So who is Jesus?" There's not even acknowledgement that he lived quite often in the world today, and that's very sad. So we're just going to have a quick run through. If you're asked, "Who is Jesus?" I thought what I'd do is just put together a short snapshot of who is Jesus. Jesus is God, and He is God's Son. Jesus is the eternal creator of the universe with the Father, Son, and Spirit in Trinity. Ephesians 1 3 says, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that He is God's Son. John 1 1 and 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, Not anything was made that was made. The word is Jesus. Jesus is God. You really think about that? Jesus is God. Now, if you read this carefully, everything was made through Jesus. So we were made through Jesus, weren't we? Jesus made us and planned each of us at the beginning. But more than that, When he made us, he knew he was going to have to die for us. He made us knowing he would have to die. If Jesus had only created me, he would still have had to come to this earth and die for me and wash away my sin. So Jesus wasn't just a man, he wasn't just a prophet, and he wasn't just human. He was fully human but also fully God. And now he has risen standing at the right side of the Father, our advocate, while at the same time being written on the tablet of our heart and entwined in our soul. He is the light of our path, but he's still eternal. Jesus is all of these things, as God. But first, let's have a look. He is Saviour. Jesus is love. Jesus is light. Jesus is life. Jesus is the only true way to the Father. I and the Father are one. I am the narrow path. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the saviour. He made the way, and he is the way. John 1.4, in him was life, and life was given the light of men. Jesus is the light that guides our path. Ephesians 1, 6 and 7, to the praise of his glorious grace. In him, in him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of our trespasses. Only through Jesus can we find salvation. Ephesians 1 and 4, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So think about this. It doesn't matter what you've done. We said this the other week. It doesn't matter who you are. If you sit before Jesus and say, I am sorry and I repent, everything is washed clean, everything. We remember our sin, he does not. When we stand before the Father, he will see us as white as snow, like we have been bleached completely. There is nothing evil left in us, only Jesus. And that's a great blessing, but we've got blessings now as well. Jesus is our blessing. You ever been with someone, you ever been, it's like when you first start going out with someone, You know, you remember those days? I remember that. And they shower gifts on you. It's wonderful. You know, people just want to give you good things all the time. It's like when you've got a little kid and they come to you at Christmas and give you their little hand drawing. It's just done in love. They want to shower you with blessings. Who's been showered with a blessing this week? I have. Yep, two, three, four. Who hasn't had a blessing this week? No one. So in people haven't, haven't. But it's when you get those blessings, when someone really wants to give you something. You know, I really wanted to help my wife when we first started out, so I thought I'd buy her a lipstick, and I bought a $1.95 lipstick from Chemist Warehouse, which apparently is a big mistake because it was as hard as rock and it didn't work, and, you know, I've never lived it down. But it's about the thought, isn't it? It's about the blessing, and he wants to bless us. Ephesians one three: God has, not will, has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing, not some not part, every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1 and 8, the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us. Lavished, not just handed out, he has lavished his love upon us. Do you ever think about that you are of so much worth to God that he lavishes his love upon you? It's not a tap that's turned down, it's a mighty flowing river of his love coming out of the throne of grace that flows into our lives. John one five, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In this world where everything seems to be crazy, Jesus is the centre point light that lights the darkness. Jesus is the drive forward. And in becoming all of this, not only has he done all that, but he's also let us into his family. Jesus is our family. At Life Builders, we keep saying we're all about family. We're all about love. Why? Because if you stop and just look around this room, every single person in this room, every person who was here at the Seventh-day Adventist yesterday, every person at Kilcoy, Deception Bay, every person at the Church of Christ, Baptist, Anglican, Uniting, Catholic, you name it, every person who loves Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, every single person is adopted into his family every single person is our brother and sister everyone in this room is family is family ephesians 1 and 5 adopted to himself himself jesus as sons through jesus christ according to the purpose of his will ephesians 1 we have attained an inheritance we're not just adopted in and left on the side but we're given an inheritance. He has lavished all that upon us. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of inheritance. This is not a maybe. I had a conversation with someone from church this week who said, I'm never really sure of my salvation. And I said, it is sealed with the Holy Spirit. It is guaranteed. You do not have to doubt because Jesus is yours. You are his family. And it is guaranteed by the Holy Spirit who is in you right now. Do not fear. We are his now. We are absolutely his now. And we are his in the future. Jesus is our future. Sometimes when I get despair to this world, I go back and read C.S. Lewis, and he says, you're in the shadow lands. Lift your eyes and look to the eternal. Because only in the eternal does everything that happens around here make any sense at all. Ephesians one ten. he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, all things in heaven and earth. Jesus is bringing the entire world back to God. At the end of time, whose knee is going to bow before the throne of grace? Every knee will bow before Jesus and acknowledge he is Lord. Every knee, not only those people who chose him in this life, every knee will bow and be united under God. Philippians three twenty and twenty one. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to be subject all things to himself. I won't have to be mistaken for the rock or Henry Cavill or Brad Pitt anymore. I'm going to be beyond that because I'm going to be given a heavenly body that is perfect, no pain, no suffering, no anguish. In this life, we're gifted with the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, goodness. Imagine all of that amplified by a million, million, million times. Standing before the throne of grace, before Jesus and seeing him face-to-face. One of my kids said to me this week, Dad, wouldn't it have been nice to see Jesus? And I said, don't worry, you will. You will stand in the presence of God and you will see Jesus, not in his earthly form, but as the form that he was designed, as the Father, as God, and we will worship him forever. That's our eternal. Do you ever think about that? That's the eternity that we're living now. It's just we're living it here. Jesus has won the war. Death is defeated. We're still fighting the battle for him, with him, but we're won. We're victorious soldiers. We know at the end he's won. So no matter what we're going through, no matter how hard it is, Jesus has won. So the question then becomes we know that Jesus is God, Jesus is Savior, Jesus is blessing, Jesus has given us family. The question really becomes who is Jesus to us? Because until you can answer the question, who is Jesus to you? How can you possibly share him with anyone else? I've shared this before. When kids come to date my daughters, they have to answer three questions. Are you a Christian? Which they always answer yes. How do you know? Now, that's the trick question because the answer is you can't. That's why it's called faith. That's the answer you're looking for. I believe in Jesus Christ by faith. And then what difference does it make in your life? Because if you can tell me you're a Christian, but until you can show me, show me, why am I going to let you date my daughter? Because I know that if you love Jesus and you're living for him, I don't have to worry about. Whether or not you're going to behave or you're not going to love her. Because if you love him first, everything else will flow out of that. Everything flows out of that. So, who is Jesus to us? One of the most horrible questions you can get is, or horrible statements as a Christian you can receive is, Oh, I didn't realize you were a Christian. I've had that in my past, and I've had to stop and think about if I truly have Jesus living in me. How could you not notice that I'm different? What am I doing that makes me look like everybody else? I need to evaluate what I'm doing and what I'm saying, the attitudes I have to people, because am I being Jesus to them or am I just like everyone else? Because in Ephesians one nine it says, he came to make known to us the mystery of his will according to the purpose which he set forth in Christ. If I truly love Christ and I'm truly doing his will, I cannot help but stand out because I will be a light in the darkness. I remember the story of John Wesley, three days of not having rocks thrown at him, dropped off his horse onto the road and prayed before God, what is my secret sin that I am no longer being attacked? I am not being attacked for the gospel. What an amazing prayer. I am not standing out so much that people hate me. Jesus said, the world hated me so it will hate you. If we're not standing out and shining a light, then what are we doing? Revelation 1.7, Because behold, he is coming in the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Everyone will see Jesus, and he is coming back. So what does that mean? Who is Jesus to us? It's our nice little saying. We have to know him. Then we grow in him, build our relationship so that we can go into the world and share him how do we do this we do this through our head choices i read an article from rick warren this week and it says the battle of christ is made in the choices in the mind that you choose what do you watch what do you listen to what do you read who do you hang out with what do you put into your heart because what you put in is what grows out are you putting in the things of the world are you putting in jesus Or are you putting in nothing? You ever thought about that? If you're not putting in Jesus, then what's actually growing in your heart? Is it the seeds from 10 years ago or 15 years ago or mum and dad seeds? Or is it the personal relationship with Jesus Christ that every day you put something of him into your heart to make you a little bit more like him? That's the heart attitude that flows out of that. And then the hand action flows. We talked about tithing a few weeks ago. So don't ever listen to a preacher who says you must tithe. Listen to a preacher who says where is your heart with Jesus? Because if your heart is right, everything else flows out of that. Don't listen to a preacher who says you must evangelise. Listen to a preacher who says where is your heart? Because out of your heart flows the wellspring of life. And we do this in simple loving unity. Don't overcomplicate it and do it together. Don't try and do it alone. Do it with Jesus. Do it with somebody else. One of the things we talked about a, um, about a year ago or before COVID, it'll be two years ago, was the concept of, you know, this is before we had the fifth Sunday. Do we shut down church for a day and get two families together to go and invite a non-Christian friend over and have a meal on a Sunday? And that becomes church once a month. Now, that morphed into The fifth Sunday, we've got going at the moment. The next one's at the end of August, August 31st. Have a think about August 31st. We're not going to meet here. I think it's 31st, end of August, not going to meet here. We're going to go out between us, Deception Bay, Kilcoy, and go somewhere to be family. But invite someone who doesn't know Jesus. It's not going to be super churchy. It's just going to be Christians showing others the light of Jesus in their life. And that's so important, I think. Share Jesus with others. So who is Jesus to you? Is Jesus a mistaken identity? Do you not quite understand who he is? Well, do you understand that Jesus is the eternal creator of the universe who made you to love you, who died for you to bring you home, has given you blessings, has, in this place has given us the Holy Spirit, that has also prepared a place for us in heaven to worship him forever. That's who Jesus is. Jesus loves you. The first thing we should say to someone, not what life are you living or what have you done, Jesus loves you. That's the most important thing you can ever say to someone. Jesus loves you. I just want you to bow for 60 seconds and have a think about that. Who is Jesus to you? And who this week can you share that Jesus just loves them? We thank you that you are King, that you are Lord, that you care for us, that you call us home, that you walk with us day by day. And just pray, Lord, that, as we said before, for a revival of your spirit, but a revival in each of our hearts as well, that we may be brighter lights for you, Lord, as we go forth and share your love with others. And as we grow closer in relationship to you, day by day we ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. We pray you've enjoyed this message from Life Builders Church in the Rainbow. For more information about our church, please go to our website at www.lifebuilderschurch.org.au Until next time, God bless.